how coronavirus saved my life. Episode one, the fear. It's like waiting for a car wreck to happen. It's like you're driving down the highway at 100 miles per hour, waiting for a semi to slam into you. You know it's going to happen at any moment. Is today going to be the day? Then when it doesn't happen, you get home and you thank God, only to get up again and feel the same feeling of fear. How Coronavirus Saved My Life, Episode 11, The Nirvana. The number one question I get is, Christine, how do you do it? How do you reach the conclusions and insights that you do? Well, I think it's no accident or no coincidence that I received this rage text from my mother the past 24 hours because this is my process. And the cool part about it is there's not one answer. There's many, many choices. I woke up this morning I had slept really good last night before I went to bed. I felt very free. I had recorded the episode. I felt light. I was dancing. Then I started thinking about my father and having so much gratitude for him. I had gone through his text messages a few nights ago and saw the words from him with my own eyes that he loved me and that he was proud of me. So I went to bed and I slept very well. When I woke up this morning, I had tears streaming down my eyes with a clenched jaw. My mother wound was wide open and it was on fire. So interesting. And my mind started going back into the whole, I can't believe she did this. What the hell? Here we are again. My inner child was back at it again going, how do we let her do this again? Then I started thinking about how I went to sleep feeling really good and relaxed and released a bunch of things. I was asleep, but however, my body was still releasing And I think that is so fascinating. When we're children, our brains aren't fully developed, so our brains aren't holding all the memories. But our body is. Your body holds memory. Just like when you're, they call it muscle memory. Your body holds memory. So the fact that I woke up with a clenched jaw and tears coming out my eyes, My body was holding on to something. (laughs) So as my inner child is doing its little tantrum thing, I start thinking about, you know, these symptoms that I'm having with clenched jaw and how we hold on to emotions. Then I started thinking about my mother and how she has, you know, different chronic diseases and an autoimmune disease. And how her body is screaming. It is screaming for help. Then I started thinking about autoimmune diseases and reading about that. 
and how they don't exactly know why people have autoimmune disease. The theory is they think the body is attacking its healthy cells because it's perceiving to be um, a, a virus. Your body is attacking itself because it's a cry for help. It's a cry for something that needs to be released. I was thinking about how my mother was never a mother. And I remember her telling me one time the reason she had children was because she just wanted someone to love her. And how sad is that, to have children for someone to love you, only to discover that's not how it works. I started thinking about her mother and how her only example of mother was her mother being drunk and having, you know, knocked down drag out fights with boyfriends when she was a child. And then she had no relationship with her mother most of her childhood and teenage. My grandfather remarried multiple times, but one of the main women that he was married to was very verbally abusive and controlling and strict. So she never had an example of what it is like to be loved or have a loving mother. So this is where I start getting outside of myself and start going, okay, this is not about me. This is her and generations of toxicity. Then my inner child kind of went back and going, but this is not okay. This is not okay for her to treat me this way. This is not okay. And I started doing the thing where she did this and she did that and did this and did that. And that's not okay. And that's not, that's not okay. And then I just stop and I take a breath and I go, yeah, I'm okay. Everything is okay right now. I'm okay. And I literally was like, mm, relaxed. When we go back and go do all these, think about the past and do all this stuff, it's important to look at these things to help you release and heal. But when you get yourself out of the present moment, that is a setup for things that do not serve you. Getting back into the present moment and looking at really what's going on in front of you, because right now all we have is the present moment. The past is the past. The future is the future. Right now, we have the present moment. So things that I do to make sure that I am in the present moment and for my self-care and for self-love are no TV. I have attempted to try to watch Netflix a few times. I just can't. I just, that stuff no longer, that is just noise to me. That is just pure noise. And then I started thinking about noise. You know, I have can't hear very well. When I was a child, 
I had ear infections and I have scar tissue in my ear from those ear infections. My mother also can't hear. She wears hearing aids. I sort of wonder if my hearing stuff was a way of my body to protect itself from the things I was hearing on a constantly daily basis. I think that's fascinating. So I, um, my self-care, I meditate. I wake up immediately and do my gratitude journal. I do my manifestation, Nikolai Tesla 369 method. I listen to meditative music while I'm getting ready. There are, I may look at it like a shadow work journal on, you know, a question to ask myself. Whenever I start reacting to something or someone, I now get to the point where I go, I take a breath, and I go, why am I reacting this way? And I think about, where did this come from? <laughs> why am I reacting? Because it has nothing to do with the person in front of me. It doesn't matter what the hell Susie is trying to do at your job, where she's trying to, where you feel like she's after you. Who cares? If you feel like someone's after you, you know, professionally, then that's going to keep happening to you. Live in the present moment. Also, honor your boundaries. You do not owe anybody explanations. It is fine to say no. In fact, it's important for your well-being to say no. Rescuing and trying to explain and all that stuff, that is not love. That comes from your ego and your inner child. Honor your boundaries. I also do something where I do the opposite of what my brain and ego are trying to tell me. So if I'm feeling anger and I want to do all this stuff, like how could they, how dare they, what the hell, you know, I'll do that for I don't, who knows how long, but I will go, I will stop myself and go, no, I have gratitude for this person. This person is showing me something that I need to heal. And I thank them for it. I thank them so much because they are helping me. They're not attacking me. They are helping me. So with my mother's rage text, I thank her and I have gratitude for her for showing me things I still need to heal with inside myself. We are all here to love ourselves unconditionally. We cannot love other people unconditionally or to our fullest extent if we can't do it for ourselves. We think, oh, we love our children. We cannot fully love them until we heal and love ourselves. It is important to sit with the emotion our instinct is to run away from it. We keep running and running and running. 
it'll come up in other areas of your life until you stop running or die with it. Sit with the emotion. It's just an emotion. It's not there to hurt you. It's actually there to help you. Another thing that I do is really try to put the damn phone down. If you're like constantly in your phone, looking at it on social media, feeling like you need to constantly, you know, instantly reply to people, constantly texting on the internet, you're not living in the present moment. You don't have to immediately reply to people. If you have not taken care of your needs and you're feeling anxious or something is going on, you don't have to immediately reply to people. Also, if I'm starting to um, feel rushed, like if I'm getting ready for work in the morning, I notice that when I start getting back into that fight or flight rush feeling for no reason, when it is my clue when I start spilling stuff, dropping stuff, that is my clue to stop and take a breath and tell myself, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I also do um, grounding technique if I am feeling, you know, overwhelmed or whatever. Um, especially if it's been a work day and I come home. I will take my shoes and socks off without my phone and stand in the grass and get grounded. Feeling the earth, getting the love from the earth, and giving love back to the earth. I will also take a breath in for five or six and hold it for seven and then release it for seven. Doing that several times when you're feeling angry or frustrated, you will just, your body will start to relax. I'll never forget when um, I was in the kitchen and I was telling my husband something that was very, a very powerful moment for you know, spirituality moment for me. And he was like, uh, and then walked out of the kitchen and I started getting upset and angry. And then I just started breathing and started thinking about how much gratitude I had for him. And after about five or six breaths, I started to relax and just think about all these things I'm grateful for about him. And you know, Five minutes later, he comes into the kitchen and he said, Hey, I'm really sorry if it didn't seem like I was listening or cared about what you just said. That blew my mind. <laughs> you know, I was so perplexed as to why my ex-husband didn't fight for me, didn't fight for his family. And for months, I really struggled with that. I took it way personal. I was like, what did I do? Why, why does mine, I did, what is it? And I will tell you, I am so grateful for him for doing that. I am so grateful for him because he gave me a gift. He gave me a gift of self-love. 
I would have never be here doing this right now, working on these things, helping others through my own healing, if he had stayed. We have the best relationship now. I look forward to talking to him. I find him funny again. I can talk to him and without feeling pissed off. I enjoy him. Our relationship now is better than it's ever been. He is my true friend. And he has been my hero through all of the things with my dad's death. He's been so helpful. He's helped me in ways that are unimaginable. Our daughter is so happy. She sees this. We are showing her how to have a relationship with love and understanding. With him leaving, this created so much space in my heart and in my life that I have met the coolest people. I have deeper meaning to my friendships. I used to have parties all the time. In fact, so many parties, like if I'm talking to my friends about parties, like, do you remember that party? No, we don't. We don't remember which party it was. Because of this coronavirus and not being able to have large gatherings, I now have such deep, meaningful friendships. My friendships have taken deeper meanings to all of them. I'm finding out so many things about my friends through sharing our stories that I've never even knew. When we share our story, that is love. That is connection. As Brian Brown says, that is our connection, is love. There is no accident, no coincidence that the entire world dealt with the same thing. The pandemic, I call it the panic-demic, it's no surprise of people's reactions. If you look, all of our inner child was coming out. Anxiety, panic, defensiveness, anger, our inner child was screaming, look at me, look at me, look at me. I need help. I need help. When I stopped watching the news and following the coronavirus number trends, that was very freeing. People at work would tell me, oh, the virus the numbers are going back up again. And I would just say, okay, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and I would get a really a few funny looks. I choose to live in a world of love. Albert Einstein said, people either view the world as hostile or they view it as beautiful. I choose to view the world as beautiful. I choose to view myself as beautiful. I choose to view myself as beautiful. We are all connected. And love is our healing. 
I remember before my dad died, I asked him, do you view God as a verb or a noun? And he paused and he said, a noun. And then I asked him, so you view yourself separate from God? And he said, yes. And then I asked him, do you believe God is love? Yes, he said. And then I said, do you believe that you have love inside of you? And he said, yes. So God is inside of you. God is love. We are love. The consciousness is love. So I continue to look. So I continue to live in the present moment with gratitude and love. Maya Angelou said, A bird doesn't sing because it has an answer. It sings because it has a song. And my song is love. My song is love to myself. My song is love to my friends. My song is love to my daughter. My song is love to the world. Because without we, there is no me. So thank you, coronavirus, for saving my life. And more importantly, thank you to myself for saving my own life. Much love to you all. And this journey is to be continued. Because this journey is limitless. This journey is unstoppable. Much love to you all. Goodbye for now. Thank you. And my name is Christine Zethris, and I'm a podcast self-love healer with a mindfulness company who loves herself and is here to change the world.